Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. One minute after 10, you're listening to SENZ updating the cricket. It is Brendan McCullum's England. Can I say Brendan McCullum's England? New Zealand's own Ben Stokes. Can I say that anyway? Pakistan 219 for five on the fifth day, chasing 343. I think this is going to come down to an absolutely fabulous finish. I do admire Stokes and McCullum and the England team for giving Pakistan plenty of incentive on a very benign wicket to try and win this first test. It's what Test Cricket needs. Good crowd in too at Royal Pindi. We'll keep you updated throughout the night here on SENZ. Very good performance from England this morning, beating Senegal by three goals to nil. We head now live to the UK to catch up with BBC football commentator Andy Buckley. Andy, good evening. Welcome. Good evening. Yeah, you okay? Yeah, yeah. You're watching the cricket? Uh, I've not got it on, actually. Now you've mentioned it, I will turn it on, yeah. I was talking to Josh Butler, actually, on Thursday. I'm hosting a lunch with him uh, next uh, week in uh, Cheshire. He's very kindly coming up from his home in Hampshire to uh, speak at a charity lunch. And uh, so I'm going to be asking him all about uh, what it's like being one of the finest one-day cricketers in the world, which I think is fair comment, isn't it? And being part of this exciting England side. You're not going to bring up that 2019 Cricket World Cup, are you, Andy? We might, we might. I'll record it for you and play it back to you, so uh, we can we can beam it live to uh, to you if you want, just to uh, enjoy it even more. But no, no, England have had uh, enough uh, uh, false dawns in the cricket, so it's nice just to uh, put one over uh, uh, the rest of the world for a change, as we did yesterday. It's Senegal's turn yesterday, France's turn next Saturday, no doubt. Yeah. Okay. So, what's been the reaction to this England team? Uh, off the back of that 3-0 performance against Senegal. Are, are people happy? Do they like what they've seen from this England team? Is it a complete performance? It is really, isn't it? I mean, they've got strength in depth as well. Sadly, we've lost Raheem Sterling. He's had to go home, uh, hopefully temporarily. But uh, they have got enough big guns in reserve to bring on if uh, things don't go quite according to plan. So, as we spoke uh, last week, um, yeah, it wasn't that impressive against uh, the USA, but uh, you don't have to uh, be uh, impressive in every game. As long as you win them, that's the most important thing, and it's onwards and upwards. And there is a great mood of not quite euphoria, because we're used to so many disappointments, really, and tripping up at the final hurdle. But there is a great, there's a wave of optimism, cautious optimism, I think. I think that's the, the strange thing. Uh, and also, it's weird watching a World Cup when uh, you're getting ready for Christmas. It's just absolutely bizarre. I went out carol singing, believe it or not. <laughs> the, the brass band were playing at the corner of our road and a few of the neighbours, we went outside and uh, sang in a few uh, uh, Christmas carols and then came home and watched the football. It's just like, it's life-changing. I've never done it before. Um, so normally we're doing it in the rain in the summer and uh, it's pretty dry at the moment in England. It's cold, but it's dry and... Uh, uh, you know, we're, we're all we're all watching the football and we're all wondering, and uh, you know, it might be a happy Christmas. What? Okay, so there's clearly a lot of optimism there, but 
what weaknesses do you see in this French team? I mean, France have looked pretty good. They have looked pretty good. Um, and I think there are people who'd say, well, this really should might be the final. I know it doesn't work out like that. The two best teams, that's what I'm trying to say, really. Uh, I think there are weaknesses in the French team. Um, I don't think... The, uh, I didn't think it was a vintage French team four years ago, uh, and I don't think it's a vintage uh, crop of world players. Now, you might say, well, hang on a minute, you've got Messi and Ronaldo, but they're in the twilight of their career. They're not at the peak of their powers. Messi might prove me wrong with Argentina, but even so, I just don't think it is a, a classic Argentina side. Um, and I think the French team fall into that category where it just hasn't got. All right, it's got Mbappe, arguably. Oh, come arguably on, come on, it's got it's got it's got the Mbappe, Griezmann, Mbappe, Giroud, um, Varane. I mean, it's it's not a bad side on paper. It's not, but I mean, Giroud. All right, he's, he's done all right in the World Cup, but he's not uh, he's not one of the top class strikers in the world. Other um, than Giroud. Uh, Griezmann, all right, he's done okay so far, but he struggled for a few seasons playing for uh, Barcelona and playing for Atletico Madrid. He's not the player that he was. So I just think we, we, England are uh, an emerging force. I know you've heard that before many times, but England are coming, and and basically they, these these are the players that are, are, could potentially. I mean, Bellingham's already doing it, but these are the players that could really. Uh, make history here and I, 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 it, it's a cup tie so it, you know it could go either way on, on Saturday night but uh, or Sunday morning for you but I, I just think it's um, I think that they're overrated France that's what I'm trying to say OK how do you shut down Kylian Mbappe? Uh, well you put Kyle Walker on him for a start you don't put Trent Alexander-Arnold on him bless him but uh, you put Kyle Walker on him and you also put two men on him. I don't think he's he's uh, uh, might be the best player in the world currently. I don't dispute that. I think maybe De Bruyne is ahead of him, but um, uh, I, I, I think he is stoppable. He's very stoppable. Uh, saw him against City last season for PSG with Messi on the field, and he wasn't. Uh, you know, City did a pretty good job on on uh, Mbappe that night. So yeah, he's fast, uh, but he, he's nothing. You know, people like Walker and, and uh, there is a question mark against England's defence, having said that, I must put that on record, that, um, you know, there's there's a few wobbles potentially there. But I think strategically, tactically, I think with Henderson and Rice in anchoring the midfield, you've got a pretty good shield against... And to, you know, and Mbappe's looked good, but a bit like England, they've not played, played a decent team yet, with all due respect to Wales and the rest, but they've not played a decent team yet, France. So um, when they come up against the calibre of the English team, um, then that might be a different story. Where does Jordan Henderson sit amongst English fans? Because a lot of people, he seems to be one of those players at the moment, you either love or hate him. Did he play well today? Is, it's, was, was that seen as a good performance from Jordan Henderson? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think there were a few uh, grumblings and murmurs of discontent after half an hour when it wasn't quite happening. And I was one of them. Sat in my armchair thinking, hang on a minute, do we really need Declan Rice and uh, Jordan Henderson against what were a pretty limited Senegal team that ran out of steam? Um, do we need that? And uh, then he pops up with a goal, so fair play to him. But yeah, he is one of those who does divide opinion. I know Liverpool fans love it, understandably so, for what he's done for Liverpool. But um, he's, he's too similar, really, I think, to Declan Rice. And, and Rice it edges it for me. I think Rice is quality, top quality. Um, he edges it. 
But, uh, uh, you know, uh, fair play to Henderson. And, and, and I'd probably put him in against France. I would do. I'd put him and, and Rice in there just to act as that kind of barrier to protect our dodgy back four. Yeah, OK. So if if he doesn't start, who do you start there in midfield? If Henderson misses out, uh, well, he could be a little bit more uh, ambitious. You could put Mason Mount in there, maybe. Um, one of the more progressive players, shall we say. I mean, Henderson probably proved a point by popping up in the penalty area and scoring a goal yesterday. So, uh, you know, that, that's a, a great answer to his critics. So perhaps Mason might, might get the nod, but I don't think he will. Uh, I think uh, Sterling, whether he comes back, I'm not too sure about that, uh, whether he comes back from England too. I think he will come back. Hopefully he will come back. You can never can say, because obviously it's horrific what happened to his family when the armed intruders uh, raided his home on Saturday night and, you know, he's had to go home. So it's very upsetting. And it depends on what kind of mental state he's in. But I'm sure the nation uh, will want him to go back and play a part if he can. The reason for starting Bukayo Saka ahead of Rashford, what was the rationale there given? Um, controversial, but understandable. I think Saka was rested, wasn't he, for uh, the final group game against the Welsh. So he didn't do anything really. To You might say, well, Rashford didn't do anything wrong either because he scored two goals. But I just think Saka's got something special that even over and above the exceptional Marcus Rashford. So, again, there were no complaints whatsoever among the pundits and among the fans with the selection today. He was 100% agreed with the, the line. Uh, admittedly, question mark over whether they needed Henderson, but it was justified. And I think Southgate this morning in England is, is being praised for getting his selection spot on, albeit with a little asterisk against it because, uh, you know, we've got that question mark lingering against the defence. Okay, Jude Bellingham, I guarantee his um, status and his value is increasing. Rumours that hopefully he ends up at Liverpool next year, but I'd imagine if um, England continue to progress, he will be an absolute superstar. Yeah, what, 19 years of age, unbelievable, isn't it? That strength and that power he's got from midfield, the way he created the goal for uh, Harry Kane through... Foden. I mean, it was all, it was just absolute raw power and class and the speed of thought that you need to operate on at, at, at that level. I mean, he could turn out to be, somebody somewhere is going to become a World Cup hero. Which country it comes from, we haven't got a clue. Uh, we're narrowing down the field, but it could be Jude Bellingham. It could be him. It could be somebody is going to be a World Cup match winner. It happened to Iniesta, didn't it, in 2010. It happened to Jeff Hurst in 1966. And that's the magic of sport, I suppose. It's a mm. bit like you mentioned the cricket at the start, England and Pakistan. You know, somebody could emerge as a hero of that in the next hour or so. Um, you can always, you can always, that, you can that. end up as a villain as well, which is one of the tough things in sport, isn't it? You yeah. can be a great father, you can well, be a great son, you can be a great footballer, the consummate professional, and then you just have your moment for whatever reason, and you have to live with that yeah. sentence for the rest of your life. It's a tough, tough thing. Yeah, yeah. Well, Gareth Southgate is a case in point. Missed the penalty, didn't he, in the shootout in Euro '96, mm. and ended up advertising pizzas. Uh, <laughs> that's what my wife knows him. She saw him on the telly the other day, and she just said, "Oh, he's the guy who advertises the pizzas." And that's how. Well, that's how he became famous. Yeah. Um, before, obviously, he's you know he's come back as, a, as an excellent manager. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. Hey, you, you mentioned the defensive wobbles. So Walker, Stoners, Maguire, and Shaw. What's the issue here? Uh, well, I think Maguire has, couldn't even get in the Manchester United team. 
Um, Stones has played, he's, he's done well, Stones, but I still think there's a slight um, doubt about him. And even at club level, um, for Manchester City, there's, there's always been the odd moment, more historically than recently. But Senegal ran at the city, um, sorry, the England uh, defence yesterday, and caused. I mean, there was a, the distribution was poor from from England, particularly from Maguire in the first half an hour, giving the ball away needlessly. And we don't want those kind of doubts and anxiety to creep in against France. Um, so, and not just France. If England go even uh, deeper into the tournament, how come you see that the English footballing? public see that, but Southgate doesn't see that. Well, who would you put in his place? That's the $64,000 question, isn't it? Who would, if Stones doesn't play, uh, would you put Dyer in? Um, So he believes that those are his best hopes, um, and we've got to put our faith into him. We've got to believe that that, um, I think Maguire is a good player in there. It's just that it's not happened for him at Manchester United. There's There's a lot of cases of of, of stories of players who've, whose careers have fallen by the wayside, shall we say. I'll mention one name as well, who, uh, Jaden Sancho, you know, missed Absolutely. out on England squad. Manchester United have just gone to Spain for some warm weather training before the Premier League season resumes. He's not even gone. He's, he's having individual training to try and sharpen him up, whatever the language that they're using is. So in other words, he can't even at the moment He's just sort of drifted at Manchester United, and 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 a lot of that hinges on whether your club's doing well. And the you know great motivators like Jurgen Klopp and Pep Guardiola, but, you know he, he, Sancho turned down a new contract at Manchester City. He's despised by the City fans. Uh, went off to Dortmund, came back uh, to Manchester United for big money, and and he had his chance at City. Now I wonder if he sat there thinking, "Hang on a minute, if I'd have played the cards right and just stayed at City." Well, he would have been well looked after financially, let's face it. Um, his career, you know, he's got Phil Foden there, who's doing brilliantly. Um, <clears throat> and yet Sancho's on the outside looking. And Maguire might have just suffered from the, the, the malaise, turmoil, the upheaval, the, the problems that Manchester United have had. You know, City wanted Maguire. Manchester City wanted to... And then United outbid City. Uh, and, he, and he went there. So, uh, but... Southgate, he's more comfortable, what I'm trying to say, he's more comfortable at international level with his country than he is with his club. Quite often players, when they go away from the club to join the country, they're out of the comfort zone and they struggle a bit. He's one of those in the exact opposite. He likes it at international level because he feels a bit bit more wanted, a bit more loved than he does at Old Trafford. Mm, Okay, I'll just, Andy, get you quickly to just give us your thoughts on the games that we've still got coming up tomorrow morning, New Zealand time, 4am, and then 8am New Zealand time. We've got first Japan taking on Croatia, and we've got Brazil taking on South Korea. Uh, following that, on Wednesday, we've got Morocco, Spain, Portugal, Switzerland. We haven't seen an upset yet. It's gone to form so far. This is the World Cup. Upsets are coming. Where's the upset coming? Yeah, good question. Uh, I don't know the answer. I know you don't, and I certainly don't. Um, uh, will it be... The big four, Argentina, Brazil, England slash France uh, versus Spain or Portugal. Um, that, that's the, the big question. You know, can Korea and Japan continue this kind of romance of the World Cup and the, the way that they've... Uh, I, I just think it's going to go to... 
I suspect that, that, that the big hitters will come through now. Um, and I think it could be the end for Japan. It could be the end for Korea. And then it's Spain or Portugal, isn't it? I just don't know where. Well, Morocco plays Spain. Portugal plays Switzerland. Switzerland, to me, are that team that just niggly. I, I wouldn't want to be playing Switzerland, eh? They just... I don't know. They just know how to get it done sometimes. They're sort of the historically what I used to call the Everton of the English Premier League. You just didn't want to play them. Yeah, but and then eventually you get. But I think their run will come to end. An end. I think it'll mm. definitely come to an end. I saw something about Tim Cahill before as well, who's part of the Qatar um, Sports Foundation or something. I probably got that exact terminology wrong, but absolutely getting hammered and uh, for the fact that he's. Part of the Australian setup, and also being paid by Qatar to uh, help promote sport over there, and obviously the questions that remain over human rights, etc. So, uh, yeah, uh, but, oh, uh, so, a man uh, who's you mentioned Everton, that's why I brought him up because he's yeah. hugely respected as a player in yeah. England. I, I struggle a little bit with all of that, though. I mean, I understand what's going on in Qatar, and it's not acceptable. But, I mean, you go and look at China, look at what they're doing to the Uyghur minority over there in regards to, basically, ethnic cleansing. You can go and have a look at the foreign policy of the United States. We we sort of see what we want to see sometimes, don't we? True, we do. Yeah, we do. And uh, especially in England, with uh, the way things have been run during COVID, etc., mm. without getting into the world of politics. But, uh, yeah, no, no, we've had Olympic Games that we've taken part in in China, um, and we've been to Russia for a World Cup, so... Uh, you know, I suppose you need to to look in your own uh, room, really, to to analyse problems. But uh, yeah, this, that debate still goes on, though. It does still go on in mm. England um, about Qatar and the World Cup. Well, there's, there's a, other people have said, "What a great tournament! It's all condensed. It's all centralised. No alcohol is no bad thing. People can feel safe on the streets." Um, oh, oh, look, so there's, I, I, there's a lot of positives. Yeah, no, I think it's presented itself beautifully. Oh, look, I understand. Um, making a stand, but I just think at some point the politicising of sports events at a certain point just needs to end and we just need to get on and enjoy it. Uh, we had a Women's Rugby World Cup over here, which we ended up being in England in, but a lot of it early on was all about going back to women's rights. It was all about oppression. It was all about, I don't know, manufacturing the numbers, manufacturing the importance of it all. And it's just like, you know what, just let it organically grow. It is what it is, you know. We don't need to yeah, constantly yeah. be reminded of... Um, you know, they had us believe that the only relationship between men and women's always been one sort of of oppression or dominance. And it's just like, let's just get on and enjoy the damn thing yeah. for what it is. Don't try and manufacture its importance. Yeah. The product will sell itself. Yeah. Yeah. And also, as you say, things evolve. And, and somebody made the point that when England won the World Cup on home soil in 1966, homosexuality was banned in England. Um, so if you think of how the world's moved on in the last five decades plus since then. So you'd like to think that uh, maybe this is a, a milestone within the, the Middle East and it's, uh, you know, um, the, the human rights, et cetera, et cetera. Well, they still execute people in the United States too, you know, but more than happy to look at the human rights of places like Saudi Arabia and Iran, et cetera. Yeah, so anyway, I mean, we can delve into that, but we'll leave it there. Andy, look, as always, look, lovely to chat, mate. And I do appreciate your time. I'll update the cricket for you. So Pakistan, 231 for five. Target is 343. Uh, we're in the second session on the final day. There you go, Anderson, two for 23. Thank you. Yeah, it's the, it's, it. the, it's the New Zealand influence, Andy, okay? It is. <laughs> I can just end with one um, story, a personal story. Please. I'm going out on Saturday night. I've been invited to this black tie ball in the middle of Manchester with the chief constable of Greater Manchester and England are playing France at the same time. Dilemma. 
Well, I've got to go. No, you don't. I'm going to. Uh, hopefully, there's a big screen. Hopefully, there's a big no, screen. Andy, Andy, um, no, no one else is going, mate. No, I've been invited. I'm no one's going though. All the, the all those invitees have suddenly all those invitees have suddenly got a 24 hour case of COVID, mate. <laughs> who organi- who, org- who organises those things though? Well, it's 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 the well people don't look that far in the diary. They don't think oh England they're going to be playing that night. They could have been playing Friday. They're actually playing on Saturday. I mean um, the uh, so it's just one of those things. But uh, I guarantee go, everyone will have. Every- I might have my phone switched on. I think you won't be the only one, mate. I've got a pretty sneaking feeling there'll be a lot of people in the bathrooms. Well, have you heard of a group called the Beautiful South? Pop group, Double Acts from Manchester. No. Uh, uh, some, well, look up the Beautiful South. In fact, you might want to want to play one of their records. Well, we'll, uh, well, well no, we're going to. I've just got well, Niv there, my um, producer, to go and have a look at that now, and we'll play some out of the next yeah. break. The Beautiful South. But, Do you want to well, sing some for us, Andy? South. Do you want to sing some for uh, well, us? Well, I can't sing. You know me. I can't sing unless I've had a few. Did, uh, you, you, did, you, did, you did get your suitcase back, didn't you? This is, they used, I did get my suitcase back, yes, thank you very much, about 17 days after it was spent in yeah, Dublin Airport. Yeah, yeah. But the Beautiful South are performing in Manchester at the Manchester Arena, 20-odd thousand capacity stadium on Saturday night. And the lead singer, um, Paul Heaton, great songwriter, has said, look, I realise there's an issue here. We're in concert and England are playing France. We're going to sort something out. So I assume that they'll have a big screen or they'll delay the concert till 9pm our time. What's that about nine AM your time uh, uh. Sunday morning, something like that. But uh, so so that's that's the way we are at the moment. Cancel your plans for Saturday night. Oh no, so it should be. Still got your t-shirts from Target. Still got. Uh, well, yeah, oh, obviously. Good, good. Just checking in. So, yes, I have. No, yeah, just checking. Yeah, just checking. Didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Hey, look, lovely having you on the show, Andy. Okay, beautiful South, don't forget, and a beautiful win for England. Can't be better. Brilliant, lovely. We might talk next week. Thank you, Andy Buckley there out of the UK. Andy and I um, were in Alabama this year at the World Games, which is sort of like the Olympics for non-Olympic sports, and he arrives in in Birmingham, Alabama, and his suitcase hasn't arrived, and it didn't arrive for the entire two weeks we were there. And, um, yeah, so we had to take an Uber to Target and go and buy a whole lot of cheap T-shirts and various... Um, sanitary, I was going to say sanitary products, but you know what I mean, um, products and stuff. And so, yeah, that's always been a bit of a laughing joke. And he finally got back home and eventually his suitcase did arrive back in Manchester. There you go. Um, so, look, interesting discussion, isn't it? A lot of optimism there. I wouldn't write the French off. Um, you know, you worry about Senegal running at the England back four. Imagine what Mbappe is going to do to the England back four. I just cannot see England winning this with Harry Maguire. It's saying that he's playing better for England than he does for Manchester United. And the Jordan Sanchez example that Andy gave is an absolute classic. 23 and a half minutes after 10, we'll take a break. You're listening to SENZ.